Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. On today's show, we take a look back at a disappointing outing against the Houston Rockets, a turnover filled affair. Not disappointing, some of the names on the All Star Weekend Celebrity Game roster. We break it down for you. That's right, no one else will. We talk more Hornets before <laughs> 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets on this Friday, ending the week with some Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed. We're in your feed every day whenever you need it. Take us along with you to work maybe to the gym, maybe coming back home from work. Anytime you listen, we appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Frame Warehouse. Visit framewarehouse.net and find a location in Charlotte to get your next framing project done. Don't wait. Use Frame Warehouse. They'll give you the guaranteed best price on your next framing project. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Doug, you know, uh, my wife had a mirror on the wall, one of these huge mirrors, and she wanted to get that thing chopped up and framed. you know where she took it? She took it to Frame Warehouse. You're darn they- right. She took it to Frame Warehouse, and Alan and our buds over there really took care of it. Now we, we have not one mirror, but two, and well, they're I, framed delightfully. I, I paused for a minute there, David, because I was thinking, you, how do you chop up a mirror? Exactly. I didn't <laughs> even know you could do that. <laughs> well, they can do it. I know. It's the great thing about it. Wizards. Let's talk more it. about frames and, and less about um, turnovers in basketball. Oh, yeah, that. we'll get to that. We'll get to the turnovers and, and Charlotte Hornets basketball in a second. Got it. I'm, I'm happy today, David, because I'm working from home. I'm here in the home oh. studio, and I get to work the day job from home as well. We need a sponsor, by the way, for the home studio. Of course, when, when we're in our regular studio, it's the Gittimer.com studios. But we need a studio yeah. sponsor for the home studio because right now – the only sponsors for me are Chips Ahoy and these sweatpants that I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Congrats to the winners of our giveaways. We've got some winners to announce. Eric wins the tickets to Hornets Clippers on Saturday. Congratulations to Eric for going to LockedOnHornets.com, signing up, and winning. You won! You did it! And at TooCold underscore Michi on Twitter wins our Kimba Walker starter action figure so we're going to get that out to at too cold underscore michi thanks for following us on twitter remember if you follow us on twitter follow us on instagram we give stuff away all the time so make sure to do that today we are part of the locked on podcast network your team every day head over to itunes search locked on and find podcast on the nfl the nba golf fantasy sports it's the fastest growing podcast network in the world All right, let's start in Charlotte where the Hornets fumbled away a chance to make it two in a row and steal one from the Houston Rockets. 
Won't be a lot of deep analysis of this one because the reasons、uh, that they lost were were few、uh, and very simple. Take it away, Coach Clifford. There are certain things in this league you can't do against certain teams.、Uh, against a team as talented as that, with our team, if we're going to turn the ball over, we are not winning. We gave ourselves no chance to win. That was a.、Uh, Factors one, two, and three in that game. Period. Not great, Bob. No, 22 turnovers, 27 points off of those turnovers for the Houston Rockets. David, that's a quarter's worth of points off of、yeah. turnovers and 21 fast break points. This was、uh, this was a tough way to lose a basketball game. That's it. I mean, Clifford was all over it. You knew he would be.、Um, you can't do that. They take a lot of chances. I mean, Beverly was everywhere, but you know that's not how the Hornets are going to win. And he's right. Like, if you play a good team like that, they're just not good enough to give up an extra quarter worth of points, like you said.、And、it's amazing they were still in it, Doug. I mean, it's amazing. It was a nine-point game with what, like, I don't know,、uh, you know, under five minutes to go.、Uh, so the latter part of the fourth quarter, but you know, it just it felt it felt like nineteen to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a tough way for the Hornets to lose that game because it felt they were up at half, and you felt like without the turnovers they could have been up fifteen,、uh, maybe even twenty、yeah. points. That's how well they were shooting the ball, shooting it over fifty percent in that first half. And the tough thing about the turnovers, David, is that so many of them occurred above the free throw line, and a few of them. Occurred behind the half court line, and I mean,、oh. if you give a Houston Rockets team that is very good offensively and very good at getting the free, getting to the free throw line and getting those easy points, if you give them extra opportunities, like, like Coach Clifford said, it's over. Like it's O V E R. Over and they do play tough defense, David. But after the game, Nick Batum said, "Look, it was just simply carelessness with the basketball." And I think as a team, you have to recognize, hey, the 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 Houston Rockets they like to take chances on D. They they like to try to get in front of passing lanes, and so we have to adjust our game based on that. They're not just going to sit on their heels, and、uh, the Hornets did not do that. But despite、yeah. the turnovers, the Hornets went into the half up four. As I said,、uh, when they did hold possession, when they were able to get a shot up in that first half, they did very well.、Uh, what were some things you saw in that first half, David, that give you at least some hope for the future? I mean, they were fine. You know, <laughs> the shooting came back. I think it's good to see. I like to see Jeremy Lamb being active. Um, I think having him come off the bench is something they've missed, and he can be effective when he's doing that.、Um, you know, I did want to talk about Nick Batum though, Doug, and I was texting you a little bit about this last night. And I'm just going to jump right to some of the stuff that maybe didn't work so well. That's okay because that's what's on my mind,、um, especially late in the game. We've seen this throughout the year. It's as if Nick is looking for. You know, it's it's good to look for a better pass, right? To pass up a good shot to get a great one, but to me, he's passing up shots that he needs to take,、um, and he's passing up opportunities that he needs to take advantage of,、uh, especially late in the game. You know, not shooting the ball at the top of the key with two seconds left on the shot clock, and then having to hoist up a shot when you've allowed someone to get closer, or looking for a better pass, even on driving lanes, he's passing the ball. In my angle, right, watching on TV, it looks like he could get up a better shot than the one that he ends up providing. You know what I mean? And that was something that I thought was—it's not on Nick. It's not all on Nick. There were turnovers across the board, and there were bad mistakes. But from him, I think that he needs to be more selfish. 
No, I agree with you. Um, I'm looking at the stats here. 301 passes for the Charlotte Hornets to 277 for the Houston Rockets, so they were definitely passing the ball more. Uh, you know, Nick Batum did have 10 assists on the game, but I agree. I think when you look at the shooting percentages of Marvin Williams and uh, Jeremy Lamb from outside is struggling to shoot, Frank Kaminsky uh, is struggling to shoot the basketball as well. Uh, when you take all of those things into account, you kind of maybe want Nick Batum and Kimba Walker to take a few more shots. Marco Bellinelli, I will say this though, the the connection between Nick Batum and Marco Bellinelli is one that they've they finally developed in in yeah. this in this season. And it's ni- it's nice to see uh, them getting a little bit of a groove and Marco Bellinelli finding the ball on those back cuts. We need to give that it needs to have its own little name. I think we got to come up with something for like that. The, um, the French Connection. Um, European vacation. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us what you think that should be named. The Nick Batum to Marco Bellinelli on the back cut, the baseline cut. If you have a fun name for it, let us know on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Uh, yeah. No, I think he definitely needs to be more aggressive uh, because we're, and, we're we're at the point now where the season is on the line. Right. And like I know that that's kind of like asking him to shut off part of his game and his nature right i mean you're right 15 points 10 assists 8 rebounds he's 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 getting close to triple doubles you know almost every other night i just think there's opportunities for him to specifically score the ball shoot the ball when the opportunity is there and he's passing up those and sometimes he's not passing like you know i mentioned that one he just for whatever reason pump fakes with two seconds to go on, on the shot clock you know he's got to shoot it um so i don't know how you deal with that i, I mean I, it's it's like I said, it's kind of something that's baked into his DNA to to facilitate for others, and and we're thankful that he does. But for this team right now, especially when you got Kimball Walker struggling, another down night, fourteen points, six of those turnovers are credited to Kimball Walker. Patrick Beverly had a lot to do with that. Yeah. But if he's having a down night, it's basically Nick Batum has got to shoulder the load for a little while, and it's not happening on a nightly basis. And so that's why these guys are, are struggling. All right, more to talk about in this game, including Cody Zeller's return and then exit. But first, got to tell you about Frame Warehouse. If you have a poster or jersey that you've been waiting to get framed, don't wait any longer. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse. They are the absolute number one best option for your next framing project in Charlotte. We're proud to partner up with Frame Warehouse because they've been family-owned right here in the heart of Charlotte for over 35 years. They have the guaranteed best price on every framing project. At Frame Warehouse, you can frame almost anything for next to nothing. If you can think of it, you can get it framed. Sports memorabilia, posters for your office, maybe your kid's bedroom, jerseys, anything you can think of, they will help you frame it. In fact, as we said at the top of the show, they'll help you chop a mirror in half. Who does that? Who helps you chop a mirror in half? Well, Frame Warehouse. (laughs) Seriously, I would have never thought, uh, oh, I've got to chop this mirror in half. Who do I go to? Well, now I know you go to Frame Warehouse. Uh, And and listen, framing or chopping a mirror in half, it's something that seems like a daunting task. You know, what kind of frame do I put on something? Glass or no glass? Do I go bevel or, or not? I mean, there's so many options. Luckily, Frame Warehouse has framing experts that are going to walk you through the entire process, make everything very simple for you, and they're going to they're gonna turn around your project super fast and for a great price. Don't let those prized possessions, those nice pieces of artwork that you have laying around, don't let them go undisplayed. Show them off. 
Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse right now at one of their six locations in Charlotte, and you can go to their website, framewarehouse.net, and find the one near you. Tell them Locked On Hornets told you to drop by and go Hornets. All right, let's get back to this Rockets game, David. Cody Zeller did return to the court a big part of the reason, I think, that the Hornets were hanging with Houston in that first half, despite those 13 first-half turnovers. What did you see in his play? I thought he looked, you know, relatively good for missing that time, and I think they held him out at the end of the game, right, Doug? He <laughs> stiffened up a little bit. Um, but he was a little rusty. I mean, you know, missing a few bunnies in there and just not exactly right in the flow, which you kind of expect. So um, not overly concerned by that. You really just want him to come out and get a full game in, which he didn't. So that's that's not that's not uh, that's not optimal. But you got to hope that he's going to be okay moving forward. I mean, Clifford thought he would, um, but he makes a difference in there. I mean, you saw in the way they played. Like we said, if he hadn't had the if those turnovers weren't there, the Hornets could have maybe should have been up by 15 so you can see the effect that he has on the offense i mean it's certainly good to have him back out there they they won the rebounding game uh 47 rebounds to 41 uh 10 of those were on the offensive end so again i mean doug they were doing some nice things he was a part of this they were moving the ball especially in the first half a lot of their shots resulted uh were resulting uh, a lot of shots came off of assists uh for this team early on so I guess it was good to have Cody out there for sure, but they need to get him. Well, let me just well, listen. I know I, you're. You're. I feel like you are. You're not giving Cody Zeller enough credit because I thought he was absolutely fantastic at the beginning of this game. He finishes the game four of eight from the field, nine points, yeah. two steals, four rebounds. Two of those were offensive rebounds. He didn't get a chance to be. He looked a little slowed down in that third quarter. We did get the word that had a little stiffness, a little soreness mm-hmm. in that quad. So it makes sense why he was a little slow in that second half, and then he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. But the time that he did play, I've been debating in my head like how much of this stat that you know the Hornets are what they were two and twelve now without Cody Zeller on the floor, and I was starting to wonder like how much of that is Cody. Uh, is he the most important player on this team, or how much of that is the fact that they don't have enough depth at the center position? And after watching him in that first half, I feel like uh, the pendulum swung a little bit towards Cody Zeller just being a really perfect piece for this team because offensively he just runs the pick and roll so well, and those offensive rebounds, um, both I think both of those offensive rebounds, I know one for sure, turned into a Kimba Walker three-point shot, so that's extremely vital, gives them extra possessions, and then defensively, just the way he moves and grooves defensively really had a lot to do with why James Harden uh, was contained and only shot, uh, I believe, three of 12 from the field in that first half, held Harden to 13 points. Um, Zeller doing a great job uh, on defense, but also have to give a hat tip to Michael Kidd Gilchrist, vintage one-on-one defense from MKG uh, made Harden fall in love with his own ISO offense, and the Hornets uh, were happy to oblige. Um, yeah, I mean, people are going to look at this, Doug, and they're going to say 30 points, 11 boards, 8 assists for Harden. <laughs> and you're patting MKG on the back. But but that, he averages, said, he averages average. 29. Average. I know, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the, no, the, they you, look, you, get, look, you will live. Here's the thing. If you're the Hornets, and I tell you, Harden's going to go 8 of 21 from the field, 38% from the field, only hits 10 free throws, 
and scores 30 points. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. He's going to get his. That's what he does. Absolutely. And then Ryan Anderson's goes two of six from beyond the arc. Trevor Ariza goes three of 10. That's the thing. Houston goes 13 of 40 from beyond the arc, 32%. You cannot ask for for a, a, a better slash worse performance from Houston from beyond the arc. That's that's yeah. what they do. And we said it before the game. They've been make or miss from beyond the arc. When they miss, they lose games. And they would have lost this game had the Hornets not been careless with the basketball. Yep. That's what yep. that's the most frustrating part of this. Very reminiscent of that Golden State Warriors game as far as like the team you were playing and, and them not playing probably their A game and giving you a shot and just not being able to take advantage of it, especially late. Hey, you brought up MKG. I wanted to ask you about him. But one guy I did want to mention for the Houston Rockets that, again, destroyed the Hornets was uh, Montrez Harrell. I mean, they just don't have anybody, especially on that second unit, that can match his athleticism, geez. his physicality, oh his – I, I mean, mean, yeah, he's just a – he, he is um, – he, he's very reminiscent of Manimal. Um Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he is a beast. And, like, there's just no one out there. Some of those dunks are are amazing. But it's really just it, – those are his hustle plays, right? I mean, he's going 100 miles an hour all the time, but he's under control, and he's going right to the basket every time. It's That's a real weapon. I mean, 7 of 10 and a lot – I mean, like I said, you know, a handful of those are easy dunks. Yeah, very. he's very reminiscent of a bigger, stronger Kenneth Fareed. And yeah, exactly. it's yeah, it's it's interesting to watch him out there. Twenty two minutes. Uh, what did he end up with? Seven of ten. Points. Seven of ten from the field. Yeah, huge off the bench. And and we keep seeing these teams run seven eight guys at the Hornets, and they're able to beat them while the Hornets are still. Uh, I mean, they had a full bench unit out there for an extended period of time, and they're running ten guys. Yep. So um, that was yeah. really it for them off the bench. You know, I mean, Decker yeah. didn't do much. Uh, Brewer was pretty. Although quiet, I saw so. some badger on badger crime early in the game, Decker. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, splashing one on the spin cycle. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn it, Frank! Dang it, Frank! That was uh, that was fine defense. I mean, uh, the spin cycle shot. But hey, uh, real quick, MKG. I- I'm thinking about this as I'm watching the game. Now look, Nick Batum shot ten times from mm-hmm. the field. MKG shot nine. Okay. I just your the, point. Your point being that Batum should have shot more. He should have shot more. Uh, you know, I'm glad MKG's got confidence, but I, I could shave two or three of these elbow pull up jumpers off of his game on a nightly basis if it's me. I mean, at this point, he's just not knocking them down with enough consistency, and it seems like you know it's tough for the Hornets to get the rebound when he does that. Now, if he's running down against the shot clock, you know that's one thing, but. I don't know, Doug. I mean, that's just not the way this team's going to score. And you can't you can't fault efficiency when you talk about Nick Batum or Kimba Walker. Nick Batum was five of ten from the field. Kimba Walker six of fourteen. But um, I think it's a question of of aggressiveness. Uh, I mean, you know, Kimba Walker finishes with fourteen points. He's struggling to begin February, but it's tough because the Rockets schemed against. Kimball Walker. Yeah. I mean, they Everybody's were double teaming team, yeah. him at every opportunity uh, they could and getting really physical with Kimball Walker, especially at the rim, knocking him down, frustrating him. I think the word is out on how to, not, not how to defend Kimball Walker, but the word is out that if you throw a couple of guys at Kimball Walker, the, the Hornets cannot make you pay in other places. And, and so you're seeing more and more teams be more and more aggressive with Kimball Walker. And I think it's 
taking a physical toll on him. I think it's taking a mental toll on him. Um, he, he does look frustrated out there with, with the referees and with what's happening on the floor. So it's, it's been a tough situation for the Hornets. It's official. Podcasts are where advertisers want to be. More and more people are listening to podcasts every day, and studies show that podcast listeners are some of the most engaged consumers out there. If you have a business or service, consider a sponsorship on Locked On Hornets. Rates are affordable, and you'll be supporting the best Hornets talk anywhere. Send an email to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com for more information. All right, let's move on. Let's. Uh, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. <laughs> That's enough of that. Don't talk anymore. <laughs> Hornets lose 107-95. And, uh, yeah, they continue to be in a tough position in the Eastern Conference uh, out of the playoff race. Let's talk about the All-Star game. That's a much more fun conversation. All-Star weekend coming up, David. And we're getting announcements about who will participate in the various events. We got the word on who would be in the celebrity game, David. And you've got a fun game for us. I'll tell you what. Celebrity game is sneaking up my list of, of most fun things. Maybe it's because it kicks off everything. Maybe it's because it's so insane. Maybe it's because I'm always like, who is that guy? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I know him. So we're going to play a little game today, Doug. I've got a couple of names here. Okay. And we may recognize some of these names. I think you and I recognize fewer than some other people may. But I'm going to read you three names. One of them is real. Two of them are, are not real, but they're combinations of other names. All right, you with me? I'm st- hold on. Beep boop boop beep boop. All right, yes, I'm with you. I've done the I've okay. done the math here. All right, so so I've got three groups of three. We'll we'll kind of zip through these. All right, first group. Which one of these is real? Miles Brown, Miles Grammer, or Anthony Sanchez? Anthony Sanchez. That is your final answer, that Anthony is, Sanchez. That is my final answer. That is incorrect. Miles Brown is a real actor. He's also a real person. Uh, Aaron Sanchez. <laughs> I think that's. A, I think those are reverse. You want to go real person and then real. Maybe well, he could be. He could be super real actor. Anthony <laughs> Aaron Sanchez is a celebrity chef, and Andy Grammer is a recording artist. All right, over one. See, I knew Andy Next Grammer, one. and I yep. didn't. Okay. Next one. Rachel Elgort. That Oscar can't be real. Schmidt, Chris McLaughlin. <laughs> None of these sound real. Who are these people? Oh, um, uh, Chris McLaughlin. No. Oh, my God. Oscar Schmidt is very real. He's a basketball legend. I want winners. Um, uh, you don't want me right now. I'm not winning. Caleb McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Is Sarah McLaughlin playing in this yeah. game? In the That person is, a, is an actor. And then I combined Rachel Demita, who is an NBA 2K TV personality, and <laughs> Ansel, Ansel Elgort, actor and recording artist. No, that's out of Lord of the Rings. You're not tricking me. That, I'm right. pretty sure I read that in Harry Potter. Here's your one chance to get one right. This is the last group. Ready? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. All right, here we go. Caleb Whalen, Chris Wu, Brandon Armstrong. Brandon Ar- Brandon Armstrong sounds like an extra from an episode of 90210. Um, hey, don't it could be. The other Brandon. Uh, uh, Chris Wu. No, Brandon Armstrong. <laughs> Brandon Armstrong. No, Brandon. Who Brandon is Brandon Arm- Armstrong? No, that's, the most, that's the most like... Oh, 
no, Brandon Armstrong is was the first person I heard about going into this game. I actually knew who this was. He's the guy on oh, Instagram you. and YouTube that does the impersonations of like NBA basketball players and some football players. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he should be good. So expect basically a little passing and then a lot of Brandon Armstrong in this celebrity game, which, you know, I'm, I'm fine with. I think he's probably going to have some stuff polished off and ready so to go. So what's, what's my final score? Uh, zero for three. Come on, zero man. Zero for three. Damn. That was pretty good, though. Well, me. we proved I mean, a point, so I think. You. If nothing else, I helped prove the point that this it's a little thin on notable celebrities. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm not normally in on the celebrity game, David, but I'm in this year, and it has nothing to do with the, quote, celebrities, but mm-hmm. more about... The two point guards, the former NBA players that will be helming these teams, uh, Baron Davis on one side, former Hornets legend, and on the other side, Jason Williams, white chocolate. So there's going to be some two different styles of point guard play, but I'm in. I'm in on Baron Davis versus Jason Williams. Yeah, now I saw you picking uh, your favorite team here. You're, you're going with... Well, they have Baron Davis and Master P, who, if you'll remember, David, was a preseason Charlotte Hornet all the way back in 19 of 98. I do remember that. Well, I'm going with, uh, and that would be Michael Smith's team. I'm going with Jamel Hill's team. Okay. Uh, because they have white chocolate, Jason Williams, and because they don't have uh, Lil Romeo, who, who I believe is uh, Master P's son still. So are we are we betting? Are we putting some? Yeah, we're putting something on this. Nothing is a little Romeo. I don't know why. Just because you mentioned uh, Master P. Let's and... actually let's give it to the listeners. Uh, tweet us at Locked On Hornets uh, ideas for what we should bet. Not not not, not oh, money geez. because both of us are are we have families to support. But let's <laughs> let's get some ideas going here at Locked On Hornets. What should we bet? What should we do? What should the loser do? That kind of thing. Let us know. Uh, at Locked On Hornets on Twitter uh, or email us buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. Also, have to talk about this slam dunk roster. Aaron Gordon uh, returns, uh, trying to get the title after he was robbed of it last season from Zach. Oh, uh, of course, even though Zach Levine was going to drop out anyway, he's got the injury, so he wouldn't have been able to participate. DeAndre yeah. Jordan, Glenn Robinson the third, and then Derek Jones Jr. Who? Uh, Derrick Jones <laughs> Jr., 14 career minutes, three points in his NBA career. He's been filling D-League highlight reels with buckets of yams. I mean, hard dunks. He's got some serious ups. He could be the sneak pick for the slam dunk contest, David. Yeah, this is a guy that some might say he was brought up for the slam dunk contest. I'm not going to say that. Some might say that. But yeah, if you go look at his uh, clips on YouTube, he's got he's got ups, as the kids say. He, he can he's got bounce. Um, now a lot bounce, of people bounce, are talking bounce. about this guy. There was a guy a couple years ago, James White, who was like you know uh, uh, went to Florida, I believe. No, Cincinnati. Um, and so he was kind of in the same boat, but James White was a little older. He was like 30 or so, which is ancient uh, in the dunk contest. Now, this guy's a lot younger, and so he could have he could have some stuff for us. But, Doug, you don't you just don't know what that stage is going to do. When you get under those lights, you got all the celebrities, 
an NBA player sitting on that front row. Well, we've been doing this so long. It's so much about style and creativity over strength. And and that's what worries me about DeAndre Jordan and Glenn Robinson the third is, you know, do they have as as Justin would call it I like to see ooh. Uh, right. The ooh, the ah, the can they make the crowd get up off their feet? I think that's why Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr. will still have um, the edge here. I was thinking about our idea for doing a senior tour of the dunk contest, right. and we suggested right. putting Marvin Williams in there because of, of what he's shown off this season. Um, I've got a couple of other participants. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. Richard Jefferson has shown an ability mm-hmm. to still get up at his advanced NBA age. How about Vince Carter? He's still yeah. throwing down a couple of yams here and there. We can get VC in that do- to one more time, a little senior tour. He would be the, the um, in the golf scenario, he would be the Arnold Palmer, the Tom Watson, the multi-time champion coming back for the senior tour. Uh, I mean, even you can get a guy like a legend, like Spud Webb or something. You still see videos popping up of guys like Spud Webb and former dunk champions uh, being able to dunk still. So let's get those guys in there. What do you think? Senior tour. Definitely Vince. The senior, would they have to lower it just a little bit just to get some of the height back? <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, no. That'd probably, be a, that'd probably be a slap in the face, I guess, to lower it. But All right, we're going to end this show with some listener mail, some of your thoughts first, an email from Scott who says, first off, you guys do a great job. I love the show and what you're doing. Be proud of it because it's really, really good. Well, thank you, Scott. We are very proud of it, and we're humbled. We're proud of the of the work we do, but we're humbled by the fact that you guys decide uh, to pick up your phones or your mobile devices or whatever you use to listen to us and put us in your ears every day. Thank you so much. Scott continues, I know far and away that turnovers were the killer tonight, bar none, no doubt about it. However, late in the third quarter, I looked at the group on the floor, Roberts, Lamb, MKG, Frank, and Miles, and began thinking about that Lou Williams idea from the podcast um, the, the previous morning. I just looked at that lineup and thought, how will this group score? I know Cliff was trying to buy time for the starters, but it's just tough to put that group out there. I think adding Lou to the second unit would definitely help stem the tide while the starters rest. So, David, Lou Williams' idea picking up steam, but I think some yeah, other yeah. I think I'm some other people <laughs> think that it's going to take more than even Lamb and a first rounder to pry Lou. Some suggesting maybe MKG would have to be involved in that deal because of how well Lou Williams has played this season. I mean, I think anytime you're looking at trading MKG, you're talking about kind of shaking up the foundation of this team, not that they would never do it. Um, and I, even though I was criticizing MKG a little bit for shooting in this game, and I've seen a lot of criticism of him well, a little bit here. here Four offensive of rebounds in that last game. Yeah, no, I mean, I just think he's still Four a assists. part of what they – I think he's still a part of what they want to do. If they're going to trade him, it's going to be for, for um, I feel like, you know, to get another starter uh, back in return. That's just my, my, my feeling, Doug. What do, what do you think about that? You know what I mean? Yes, you want Lou Williams, but I don't think you want to give up. Let's face it, he's still kind of a cornerstone on this team. Yeah, um, to me that to would get, be that would be a, to, a total shakeup, a panic move. That would uh, it wouldn't it would not it would probably cause more issues than solve. I think that's something you have to evaluate in the off season when you've got time to deal with the impacts of losing a guy like MKG. You can't deal with that in the middle of a season. Um, no, that would be a disaster. All right, uh, an email from Coach Billy. Coach Billy says, "I love your show. My family is from North Carolina. I have been a Hornets fan since we got the team." My dad was in the Army, so that's why I'm here in Texas. 
I'm a high school head basketball, uh, boys basketball coach. I listen to your podcast all the time. Thanks. Go Hornets. Can't wait to get some gear when it's available. Well, thank you so much, Coach Billy. And gear is on the way. We're working hard on getting some T-shirts made uh, for the All-Star Game and for uh, some other events as well. In the meantime, uh, that was such a nice note. We want to send you a gift. Uh, reply back to us via email with some shipping info, and we'll get you a Hornets duffel bag. Uh, we we'll always want to help out the listeners, David. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for emailing those in. Yeah, and make sure to email us your thoughts or questions on the team to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com or through our website, LockedOnHornets.com. That's all the time we have for this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for listening here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, give us a five-star review. It helps hardcore Hornets fans just like yourself find this podcast. We're back again next week with more analysis on your Charlotte Hornets. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked on Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m.